1: Hello, everyone. You've made a great life choice here. You've landed on the Naked Gaming Podcasts with you, Lee Milner.
0: With me. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Am I supposed to introduce you? Yeah. You don't have to. And Chris Barrow.
1: Don't forget Bailey the Bunny. I'm
0: Bailey the Muddy. Well. Mm-hmm.
1: Bailey the Money. Money. The it money. He costs a lot of money. Yeah, he's the money maker. Yeah. He's the real star of the podcast. Yeah, that's
0: why people tune in. <laughs>
1: Just to look at Bailey.
0: Now, last month, uh, we talked about AI mm. and chess with a woman international master. That's quite a good title to have, isn't it? It's
1: abbreviated to WIM, genuinely. Really? Yeah, W-I-M.
0: This was built by DeepMind, um, and it was called AlphaZero because it had zero human knowledge in it. So the traditional engines might have been told the value of a queen is such and such and a doubled pawn is worth
2: such and such and being near the king is such and such.
0: And now, actually, there's a video version of it which you can check out right now.
1: Thank you to Natasha Regan. And our chess board actually arrived here. So Natasha gave me some tips on how to play chess like a champion. That's
0: why you won all the time.
1: How many games do you think we played? six games. You did win, no, well, you drew one, didn't you? So you got better. Once you <laughs> I said to you things like, "Why don't you try and, you know, just move pieces to the middle of the board?" And you kind of went, "No. I want to do outlandish crazy right. moves.
0: Chess isn't my game." And yeah. also, you got tips from an international A an whim. international An
1: international An whim.
0: international woman champion. So I was never going to win. So checkers t- next time? No. I'll stick stick to gaming and hockey.
1: Okay. Also, speaking of Bailey the bunny costing us money, he ate not one, (gasps) but two of my PlayStation controllers.
0: I wish I had recorded your reaction.
1: There would have been a lot of shouting. You
0: don't don't normally get angry, but you were like, like, what have you done? Bailey! You were really angry.
1: Well, it was because he ate one. So I had to order a new one, which cost me like 50 quid. Mm. And then he ate the second one. It's your
0: own fault. Within the
1: sa- why is it my own fault?
0: Because you know what the saying go- how the saying goes. What's, What's it? the saying?
1: I'm yeah. looking forward to this. Hang on a minute. Go on, I'm really looking forward to this saying. For me once, shame on, shame on you. you. For
0: me twice, shame on me.
1: So I've got outwitted by a rabbit. In other news, though, one of my colleagues at work said, how are you getting your hair cut during lockdown? Like, you're not allowed, how are you doing it? And I went, well, let me tell you my wife is cutting my hair. And he went, can she do mine? And I went, it's very expensive.
0: I'm really pleased that's really made my week though, the haircut coming. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, So whoever said, commented on your hair.
1: Vigi. Shout out to Vigi.
2: Shout out to Vigi. Thanks so much.
1: This month, scientists have discovered that pigs can play video games.
2: The primary way for the farm pigs was really to nose the joystick up and down, right? So doing very sort of Um, natural rooting behaviours that are typical for pigs.
1: Yeah, that's actually happening on this uh, podcast later on. We're going to talk about pigs playing video games. Go on, what? What is it?
0: We're reviewing my favourite game. I can't wait. Little Nightmares 2.
1: It's an exciting time. Also, something else that's interesting, what kind of information do you give away about yourself when you're playing games in virtual reality, like your movements and stuff?
3: Actually, it's quite a lot. The next signal is arm length, which obviously co-varies with height but it's a little bit of signal as well and in particular how people hold their hands in virtual reality
0: make sure you subscribe we've been getting a few more reviews lately which is nice i like seeing the
3: reviews in the comments very it's very nice
0: yeah it makes lockdown go um, a little bit quicker does it make um, lockdown
1: go a bit quicker does, no. is that a government no. is, is saying no. that if you review the podcast
0: well we'll see maybe if more people <laughs> subscribe we'll know
1: Let's start off with the gaming news. Uh, Lee had a break last month. Do you want to go back to it now? Are you happy? Go on then. You feel rested?
0: No, you just did a really bad job last
1: time. Lee Milner, activate.
0: A new James Bond game is coming, developed by the same team who have just released Hitman 3. At the moment, this new project is codenamed Project 007. Amazing. We know James Bond in the game is not going to be based on any of the actors who have previously played The Spy. I wonder if it will take just as long to come out as the latest film, No Time to Die, which keeps getting delayed. Hopefully not.
1: Only the dagger can unlock the sands of time. No! Stop!
0: Last month, we mentioned how excited we were that Prince of Persia's sands of time is being remade. Well, for a game that's all about controlling time, hilariously, it's been delayed.
4: But I warn you, I move pretty fast. You'd better keep
0: up. In South Korea, cinemas are letting you hire out the entire auditorium for you and your friends. Because lots of them are closed or can only operate at 50% capacity. It's the only way of bringing in extra money.
3: It's me, Mario.
0: And finally, in a post published to Instagram by Joe Biden's granddaughter, Naomi Biden, you can clearly see the new US president playing Mario Kart's arcade, GPDX, at the presidential retreat, Camp David. Apparently he was a little rusty, but still won. It's the biggest win in his life so far, apart from, you know, winning the presidential election.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lee. Good to have you back on the Gaming News, where you belong. And also, so I'd have to do it.
0: Not a problem at all. You're cooking dinner tonight. As always. Stop kidding around, snake. Snake! Now, this month, Nintendo got... Everyone worked up, didn't they? Because they had some big announcements at their special showcase called Nintendo Direct, where they tell fans what they're working on.
1: Now, fans of Nintendo, the only thing they ever want to know is what's happening with Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. When's it coming out? What's it going to look like? When can we buy it? Please take my money. Mm -hmm. So did they get any news? Hello there. I'm Eiji
4: Aonuma, producer of the Legend of Zelda series. I'm sure a lot of you saw me and thought there might be news about the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild game. Unfortunately, we don't have anything to share right now. We apologize.
1: No, they did not get any news at all on Zelda Breath of the Wild.
0: What did they announce?
1: So I actually watched some of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stuff that people don't really care that much about. Mm -hmm. Uh, The big announcement was a game called Splatoon 3. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I've heard about that. Where you fire paint yeah. each other. Then there was Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which is like a Wii remake of a, an old game. And okay. they're charging like 60 quid for it, so quite a lot. Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh, okay. What, do you like golf?
0: Ah, dabble. <laughs> you da- actually, you, dabble. Are,
1: you have played golf against we me. We went
0: to um, a place where you go for, on a driving range and you have to aim it into little...
1: Oh, like Targets, like, yeah. Yeah, Targets. You I, me. I was really good. You absolutely took me You're, to task. To be <laughs> fair, I
0: rinse you at most sports. Apart from tennis. Mm. One day, my friend.
1: Mario Tennis isn't on the list, but there's a Mario and Animal Crossings crossover. Is that exciting? What? I know you can get Mario in your Animal Crossings Oh, game, that's apparently. good. That is quite good. The only final announcement that excited me a little bit was that Fall Guys is, uh, is coming good. to the yeah. Switch.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: That's good. But that's then good. again, does that mean you're going to have to pay for the online monthly thing that they've got? Because that would annoy me to have to do that. I guess you do. Well, how
0: would you play four guys on the tube?
1: Well, that's a good point, isn't it? Maybe just on your own, <laughs> you do always I mean? win because
0: <laughs> you, you, you you play against loads of different players. If you haven't played four guys before, you're this little character, a bean, and, a bean, and you. It's like what? Um, oh, what's that? What's the name of that show that used to be on?
1: Takeshi's Castle. Yeah,
0: it's literally that. And you play against loads of online players. So my question is, how would you play against online players when you're, like, in the middle of a field?
1: Answer that, Nintendo, in your direct announcement. Mm. Uh, It's a bit of a flat affair, really. Hopefully they'll (laughs) come up with some exciting news at some point this year. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Lee Milner and Chris Barrow.
0: Yes, this is the news that we all needed. Yeah, Scientists have finally discovered that pigs can play video games.
1: Well done.
0: We can all now rest easy.
1: Now, how does it work then? This well, study.
0: Instead of simply pressing a button and uh, being rewarded with food, the animals had to basically move a joystick in a specific direction, and the challenge gradually became harder and harder and more complicated. I
1: love the idea. Um,
0: this. So, the study was designed to show that pigs have a level of intelligence and conceptual awareness that's much more advanced than actually many people think. Candace Crony is professor of animal behavior at her. Perg- University in Indiana, and was the lead author of the study.
2: There's a difference between learning a fairly simple association that then becomes the foundation for what we refer to as operant learning or operant conditioning, right? Which is the idea that um, an animal can make the the very simple connection between um, what they're being asked to do. So, let's say, for instance, a basic command like a sit command. If they do that behavior, they get a reward, right? That's, that's fairly simple, um, associative learning. We, we know many animals can do that. What we were trying to do is get to the heart of could they do basically conceptual learning, right? And while we use computers constantly and take for granted what it takes in order to be able to understand what you're actually doing when you do a task like that, This is where it becomes remarkable that a pig can show any ability to perform the task that we ask them to. And you can't teach it. That's the interesting thing, right? They actually have to figure it out. So
1: the game itself, can you just talk us through what's involved when you were doing the actual research? Because there's a joystick involved, there's a screen involved, and I believe it's multiple choice
2: puzzles. In essence, the computer generates four blue borders around the um, the computer monitor. There's a cursor in the middle of the screen and the task starts off being very, very simple. All the animal has to do to succeed is hold that joystick down. If they move that cursor in any direction in a concerted manner so that they contact one of those screens and they do that repeatedly, what happens is they hear a sound that indicates they've contacted a target a reward drops, the color of the cursor changes, and then the computer refreshes and they get um, the same task all over again. If they do that consistently and hit a target wall, the computer then titrates the task so it becomes more difficult. So then one of those potential um, sides, which is why it's called the side task, disappears and the computer randomly generates which side is now missing. If they are consistently responding with, you know, several trials in a row where they are not making errors, the computer makes the task even more difficult. So then that three-sided option becomes a two-sided option. Then the task becomes even harder and it becomes a one-sided task. And then if they do that repeatedly, that one blue square becomes a progressively smaller blue box. And then at the hardest level of that phase of the task, that blue box then moves around the screen. And so what they're trying to do is get that cursor to hit that what is now a floating blue box, right? So that requires dexterity, um, really good um, hand-eye coordination, and good vision. And it also requires a lot of attention um, at that point.
1: Now, I'm glad you said hand-eye coordination, because I've got to ask, how do they actually move the joystick? Is it snout, mouth, trotters? What's the way of actually controlling the the joystick?
2: (laughs) Yeah, the answer is all of the above. (laughs) The the primary way for the farm pigs was really to nose the joystick up and down, right? So doing very sort of um, natural um, rooting behaviours that have typical for pigs. So they would literally try to root the joystick up or root it down and sometimes they'd actually get their mouths around the little gear shift knob that we gave to have them have a little bit more traction.
1: So how did they get on? I'm assuming that as the study progressed that there were fewer and fewer pigs involved as you got ones that perhaps were demonstrating an ability to use this uh, this game.
2: Yeah, we were selecting along the way for the animals that showed the most promise in terms of motivation to do the work. Um, attention to the task at hand individuals can get frustrated if things are not going well for them they're not getting enough rewards so you also wanted pigs that had enough of a temperament that they really could be persistent so yeah that's how we ended up with the with the four that we did But I think one of the things our pigs showed is that they were very sort of socially motivated as well. And so it may be that the social interactions they were getting, if nothing else, even if I was across the room while they were training and verbally praising them um, and periodically checking in and and reaching through and petting them, um, it it, it did seem like they really enjoyed doing the task. And then um, attending to the the task itself seems somewhat rewarding to them. Amazing.
0: So they go. Pigs are not only intelligent, they're pretty darn good at playing video games as well.
1: I love the idea that they use their snouts and they bite the joystick to actually...
0: Well, you control. had a go at Bailey for doing that. For all you know, he could have been trying to play the PlayStation. Are you saying
1: that Bailey the Rabbit is actually a genius who has yeah. high levels he of conceptual awareness? he was just trying to take
0: exactly. He's doing his own study. And if you're interested, the, uh, the four pigs in the study are actually called Hamlet,
1: mm.
0: Omelette, Ebony... And Ivory. I like the song. Yeah. That was uh, Candace crony from Purdue University. And there's a longer version of that interview coming out on the 1st of March as a special bonus podcast. So look out for that. Yeah, if you
1: subscribe, you get it automatically actually straight to your inbox. And when we asked you to come up with the best games for these pigs to play on Twitter, our friends online uh, did not disappoint us. Uh, Rod Whiting and Sonia Watson said Pork Night. Oh, wow. Or Animal Crossing, of course. Yes, okay. I like that. Okay. Our episode title is, in fact, inspired by that. I was thinking Swinecraft, because that's, you know, a classic.
0: Steve G, though, said angry birds, so you can support the pigs in the game oh, by I playing see. deliberately badly.
1: That's a good idea. So get, instead of the birds killing all the pigs, you mm-hmm. fire them and save all the pigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our reporter Alex Rhodes said, uh, silence will.
0: oh and there's a snouter worlds as well oh dear lord let's stop
1: i think you should say this don't be don't be reluctant just let it wash over you
0: this is (laughs) don't sigh so
1: much (laughs) go on
0: oh this is the naked gaming pig cast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner.
1: I'm surprised you happy to put your name to that, to be honest. Uh, let's you go, wrote <laughs> it! Let's go to our simulator of the month slightly early because our reporter, Alex Rose...
2: Oh, stop it!
1: <laughs> he wanted to see if he was better than those pigs at uh, video games and he's actually playing a, a pig-themed game.
0: Can he channel his inner pig?
4: Hello, Chris and Lee. It's Alex here. I'm playing a pig game this week, so I've picked Pig Evolution, which is available on the... Uh, iPhone store. Let's have a go. I don't know what the rules are, but here we go. Okay, so I've got sort of cartoony pigs in front of me generating coins, and occasionally some drop down in baskets. What am I trying to be doing? There's also pig facts streamed by pigs cannot be professional sports players because they play dirty. Okay, it's more pig jokes than facts. I'm kind of like dragging the pigs. The pigs are laying eggs, and then coins are coming out of the eggs. This is a well. I don't want to customize the pigs. You can put hats on them and change colours. Get away! Stop it! Just tell me what the rules are. You can dra- you can sort of drag pigs together to make even bigger pigs. Oh, new pig discovered. Piggy corn. More info. This hypnotic pig is constantly and eternally turning into a unicorn. What is going on? This is Pigipedia, the the information page about pigs. You can spend actual money to get more coins, but why would you want to do that? I don't understand. The same pig joke keeps going across about pigs can't play sports because they play dirty. Have I been drugged? What's going on? This feels like one of those games that's like, it's not really a game. It's secretly, I don't know, some kind of CIA program to tell agents in the field what's going on or something. It's just like an LSD nightmare. Right, that's enough. That's enough of that. Um... I can't really recommend that game because I don't really understand it. I don't feel like I exist in the right dimension to really understand what's going on. It looks good. I don't know the aim of the game. I don't know how you win. I don't know if I did win. If I lost, I would avoid it in case it kind of triggers some kind of existential nightmare. Um, And yeah, stick to something a bit more linear. That could be like performance art for all I know. I could be it's kind of make, making me question everything as we go on, and that's a bit much from a free game on the Apple Store, I think.
1: Thank you, Alex Rhodes, who sounds like a changed man after that game.
4: Bigger, bigger!
1: Quick recommendation, by the way, if you want a good co-op game, we've just started playing Unravel 2, mm? which is really fun. That's uh, a good game. Two characters connected by string, essentially. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's string or wool?
0: Wool. Wool, String. Yeah.
1: Uh, If you've got two controllers, you can play as long as they haven't been eaten by your rabbit. Also, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is coming to the Switch on the 12th of March, so that's exciting. Uh, And there's also a PlayStation 5 demo of Resident Evil Village, but we can't play it because we can't get a PlayStation 5.
0: I bet everybody's trying, though. It's crazy. It's so hard. Why
1: can't we get one? We're going to have to look into that. Hmm. Time now, though, to review Lee's most anticipated game of the year, it's Little Nightmares 2. First of all, if people haven't played Little Nightmares, Mm. or Little Nightmares 2, Mm. or very Little Nightmares that Mm. were reviewed in our extra episode, what's the flavour of it? What's it like?
0: So basically, if you love your platformers like I do, this is one of those games, you can easily sit down, play it, switch off, a bit like Crash Bandicoot, but instead you're inside a horror movie. (laughs) Now, I love horror movies. I love to be scared. You don't. Do
1: I you? don't like, but I, but I do like this game.
0: So in the first one, you play as six, is um, like a little boy, and you go on a- adventures whilst coming across really scary monsters.
1: Is that the one wearing, wearing a yellow raincoat? The yeah, first? yeah, yeah. that's so that's, that's, thing, so that's
0: right. six, um, and basically you come across these huge monsters that are absolutely terrifying. <laughs> And you're trying to rescue your friend or and, and also get out of this really crazy place. So Little Nightmares 2 is very similar, but you, instead you play a different character called Mono. Mm. And you actually... What's the big difference between the two games? Whereas in the first one, you're literally on your own. You play as a single character. You have a little friend in Little Nightmares 2. Well, There's like
1: co-op little things like, like your friend can help you up with yeah. ledges and stuff. But yeah. actually, your friend mostly needs looking after.
0: Right. So you kind of like... Reach out and you kind of pull him along, and you try and save him from. In one part, the hunter's house. so oh, that's a really scary! Really, one. really scary. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but it's really, really good. Also, what's different about the first one and the second one is that Mono is able to do many more things, like use weapons to slice up his enemies and also kind of squish his enemies, <laughs> uh, which is amazing to do. Kind of gets your frustration out. Um, so he's much, he's he's able to do many more things, action wise. Um, What would
1: you say uh, in terms of The way it plays, is it the graphics any better or is it kind of basically more the same? I would
0: say that the graphics are relatively the same, but really, really, really good. The main difference is the loading times between each level or or when you die, it kind of is a lot faster than than before. So it's a quicker game, same sort of graphics. If you've played the first one before, you're getting something very similar, but the character can do many more things. You come across many more monsters, terrifying monsters. So are they more or less scary? Are they more or less? The teacher is terrifying. She has like a serpentine neck that comes out wow. and stretches and you have to kind of sneak past her And while she's teaching the children. I mean, it's absolutely terrifying. So if you want something that's going to scare the bejesus out of you, mm. but also have a good platform to just chill out, relax and play, it's the one for you. So
1: you're going to relax and be scared?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it.
1: That is actually basically your dream game. So what are you going to give it out of 10?
0: Oh, maybe I should give it a 10. Oh, I'll go and give it a ten.
1: Oh, you going full? Yeah, out? Yeah, it's really good. Okay.
0: It's not. It's not often that I give a ten out. The only ones I've given a ten is Little Nightmares One and Crash Bandicoot Four.
1: Okay, well, it sounds like it's worth playing. Little Nightmares Two is available now on all platforms as well, actually, which is quite big news. For twenty-five quid, there's a deluxe version which has downloadable content for thirty-five as well. If you're interested in getting a little bit more. <laughs>
0: This is the Naked Gaming pod.
1: Let's go to our retro revival feature now. Uh, I just want to mention quickly a game called Fahrenheit, which has been uh, given a 15th anniversary edition. It's quite an old-school game, a bit like a game called Heavy Rain. Action, three different endings, a bit of a classic game that you must play if you've never played it before. But this month, we're featuring a game that's been enhanced, first released in 2013 for the Wii U. It's back, it's Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury.
3: The Speed climbing skills and claws of a cat. Now, you and Mario have the paws and the power to tackle this adventure, plus a whole lot more. This time, Bowser's bigger, badder, and madder than ever in Bowser's Fury. Two adventures in one game. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury.
0: So it's really two games in one isn't it?
1: They're very different games. Should we start with Super Mario 3D World? Mm. Because that's the game that they seem to think is the main event. I'd I'd say so. Yeah, I I think it is as well. It's like our favourite Super Mario game, uh, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, uh, where you jump and then you jump on the bad guys and you collect the coins and you've got the levels and you can play in four players. It's all Mm. the same. But Mm. it's not 2D, it's like 3D. Yeah, definitely. But it doesn't need that third dimension. No. I think it loses a lot.
0: I think it really slows down the game, and also there's literally no point. Everyone knows what they're getting when they buy Mario, mm. and that's kind of part of the excitement about it. This actually kind of takes something away from it.
1: Even though you're getting another dimension, I think it loses so much of its charm and so much of its. Fun. Yeah. What's the deal with the cat suits as well? They're obsessed why, with cats.
2: Why? Why cats?
1: Mario's main... Instead of getting bigger when you eat a mushroom, which is always a bit dodgy in Mario for me, a bell appears in a box and then you turn into a cat and then you can find Why don't climb the you t-
0: It's
1: weird, isn't it? He's I just right. play the 2D one. Unless you really want to play a 3D one.
0: And the Bowser one.
1: Right, so Bowser's Fury... You played the main character of mm. Mario. I was your little mini Bowser, who for some reason wants to kill his father. Bit strange. And you are in charge of the camera, and then I'm just floating around all over the place. You're
0: it's basically just like a tag-along.
1: It's absolutely not designed There's to be no a 2 There's no point having game. you even there. I wish they hadn't made Bowser's Fury. It's just—I mean, it is an absolute tack on, but I didn't enjoy it in any way at all. I thought it was a wasted game. I know the art's very cool, all dark Bowser, all so scary, but I'd just say get Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. The original. Also, how many
0: times can Bowser die?
1: If you're Bowser, you'd be raging, wouldn't you?
0: He's not having a good good year, to be honest. (laughs)
1: Poor Bowser. Uh, It's out now though on Nintendo Switch for a massive 50 quid. What? Or it's 40 quid if you buy the physical copy which is a bit odd. So you can download it direct or you can pay less and get the physical copy but you are getting two games. Um. Bowser's not worth it for me.
0: Now virtual reality headsets becoming extremely popular with the release of games like Star Wars Squadrons which... My sister likes. Yeah,
1: she loves it. She really is good.
0: Really likes it a lot. Uh, that really make the most of the technology.
1: I kind of want one now. I never really thought about getting one, but there are starting to be enough kind of games where I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. let's buy. it 's A little bit one.
0: clunky, though. Have yeah. you tried it on? Yeah, I have. They're quite heavy. They are heavy. I'm quite claustrophobic. It's
1: good for the neck muscles.
0: Anyway. But did you know that the kind of information that the games use can actually give a huge amount of information about your away? Did you know that?
1: I, I didn't really know that. I stumbled across an article... Um, which seems to suggest that you could be identified from the movements that you're making in virtual reality. And
0: how thought, do you feel about that? Worried. Do you? Yeah.
1: Do you really? If someone could say, "I know that it's you playing this virtual game, and I know that that's how you're behaving," that's a privacy concern for everybody.
0: Have you ever heard? The, have you ever heard the, the stylistics? You are everything.
1: No. <laughs> Why? And
0: Diana Ross sings, "You are as it. you turn the corner." I call that your name. And they talk about how they know each other from walking.
1: Oh, you recognise... I see your point now. They recognise the gait.
0: Yeah. She walked like you do. Well. She had AI technology. From the
1: stylistics. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the kind of the
1: point, that they could recognise you just from the way that you move.
0: Would you recognise me by the way I move? Yeah. I think I know how you walk.
1: You think you can recognise me just from... You
0: slouch a little bit.
1: Well, I have to for the jumps, you're,
0: bottom, you're, the long you're, back. Your long back. Well, Mark Roman Miller at Stanford University was one of the authors of a study that looked at exactly this.
3: So the kind of data that is collected that we were basing this upon uh, is uh, the head and hand position and rotation. Um, so kind of what the... What the program sees is just um, head and hands. You know, you could picture like a little cartoon character with a floating face and uh, two, you know, floating cubes for hands. And uh, that's all you get. Rayman, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it turns out, uh, and this one sounds so obvious in hindsight, but the most predictive signal is the height the Y position, the vertical position of the headset. The next signal is arm length, which obviously co-varies with height, but it's a little bit of signal as well. And in particular, how people hold their hands in virtual reality. Some people would hold the controllers and have their arms crossed. Some people had them down at their sides. Some people would point the controllers down at their side. Um, It was just something that was idiosyncratic and it was something that uh, people did consistently across all five sessions, people were answering a questionnaire in VR, pointing and clicking at things. Um, but the way they held the controllers was consistent, and uh, basically where they rested their hands was pretty consistent.
1: I'm imagining that if games companies do have the data that you're talking about, so let's say arm length, a characteristic tick, like you always move your head in a certain way every minute or something, if you could be identified in that way, what are the overall concerns that this kind of identification raises
3: the fact that um say a game company might know who you are um that was one of our initial concerns in a sense uh but when we submitted this paper uh one of the reviewers pointed out it's a lot easier for the game company to just give your device or your account uh an identification number and Hey, totally solves the problem. You're identified, you know, no matter what. Maybe more where the the privacy concerns lie is other people in the world that may want to match what you're doing. So I'm more familiar uh, in in a communication department studying social virtual reality. So both of us walk into a room and and, uh, can talk and move around and toss virtual balls and stuff like that. In order to you know, display how a character is moving, you need to display motion, you know, how the head and hands of that character is is moving. Um, you would think that, you know, you're kind of separated by this layer of technology. It might be difficult to know who you are, but it's about as effective as wearing a Halloween costume or something like that.
0: That's really interesting, isn't
3: it? it do you think a it's a scary? Yeah. A
0: little bit scary.
1: You can be accurately identified by two or three pieces of information about you. I can see that there are concerns, but it might be a really good thing on the other hand, you know, if you can quickly identify someone. But in the online world, I don't know. Maybe it'll make people behave well if you well, can be well, identified. Well, make
0: you behave well.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you to Mark Roman Miller uh, for talking us through it.
0: Power up. Just before we announce the winner of our giveaway. You like
1: announcing a winner of it. a giveaway, don't I you? It's that it. your favourite bit. Can't
0: wait. Uh, we've actually started doing extra podcasts for you, and recently we did a news update on the story that's been making headlines, and that's the share price of GameStop. I still can't get it out of my head, Alex's shorting explanation. Explain
1: it. So we did go in-depth in this extra special episode, but we thought we had to bring this to you. Our reporter, Alex Rhodes, explains what shorting actually is, in the style of Margot Robbie in that film, The Big Short, where she has champagne in the bath. or We could only really afford to give him Buck's fizz.
0: I don't really understand why I need to be here for this.
4: Because my hands are wet from whole, from the bubble bath and the essential oils I've put in. Fine. So you've got to hold the recorder. Okay. Is that enough bubble bath,
0: you think? Yeah, yeah, that probably for this anyway. Right.
4: Okay, count me in. Okay. Three, two, one. Action! So GameStop was going down the pen wait, a few weeks wait, ago. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you doing an Australian accent? Because Margot Robbie's Australian.
0: You're not Australian. Or Margot Robbie.
4: I'll do it in English, but next time say cut. It's just, it's a good direct.
0: Three, two,
4: one, action! So GameStop was going down the pan a few weeks ago. Because of coronavirus, people weren't buying physical copies of games in the shop. Hedge fund managers bet a lot of money on the fact it was going to crumble by doing something called shorting the stock. How does that work? Well, shorting is where you borrow a share in a company that's worth £10, let's say, and sell it immediately for £10. I, I, £10 is more than Chris is paying me for this.
0: What are you paying me for
4: this? Right, we'll just just keep going.
0: Three, two, one,
4: action. A few days later, when it's time to actually pay the person you borrowed your share from, guess what? Lucky you. The value of the share has dropped to £7. So that's how much you're going to have to buy it for. Well done, you just made £3. Because you sold it straight away for £10, remember. But if the price of the share has gone up in value, you've got to pay the higher price, so you lose money. That's what's happening to these hedge fund managers. Pop the the bottle. You've got it in the back. So why is this happening? Well, people on Reddit, that's an internet forum, decided they didn't like hedge funds betting against their favourite company. So they decided to buy loads of stocks and increase its value. In the latest development in the saga, several trading platforms recently froze people's ability to buy stocks in GameStop. One of the first was called Robin Hood. That's caused outrage because it seemed like they were protecting the hedge fund manager's money. Got it? Good. Margot Robbie, eat your heart out. Now get out of my bathroom. Excuse me? No, it's part of the script because that's how she said it at the the end of the big short.
0: The big short?
4: Just leave it. fine.
0: That was truly disturbing. Disturbing.
1: Alex in the bath and Hope, his girlfriend, just drafted in.
0: I don't think we should ever ask him to do that again.
1: I didn't ask him. He offered to do it. I'm just scarred. There's more in our news update episode <laughs> from the 12th of Feb. We also talk about Xbox's record shares and their U-turn over the pricing. We've got another news update coming as well, actually, in the next couple of weeks.
0: So subscribe right now.
1: You've been told. Pills here! Let's give away the biggest prize we've ever, ever given Whoa.
0: away. Have you got it? Where is it's,
1: it? It's currently supporting it? our lights.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry, I can't show you it. We'll take a
1: picture of what it's doing right now. Yeah. It's Mario Kart Live Home Circuit that we're giving away. Would you like to announce the winner?
0: And the winner is... And the winner is... Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I was born ready. Okay. The winner is... At Carrie Waterton! Woo! Woo!
1: You won!
0: You won! You're a winner.
1: That is a Mm. huge prize. 100 quid's worth of Mario there.
0: Don't say we never give you anything, because we do. Wow.
1: We've got another giveaway for you, actually. You another to- one? Oh, all right, here we go. Let
0: me go get another it. Another one? An- not another one. Another one? Now, if you're a G2 fan, we have this. That's
1: pretty sweet, isn't it, as a shirt?
0: This shirt, G2 Army shirt. What size what is it? What size
1: is it? Because mm. <laughs> they sent it to it's me. It's a large. I sent it to me, so they saw it's a me large. They went, there you go. you're a large.
0: There you go. Look at that.
1: Pretty sweet, though, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Lee's
1: like, I'm going to wear it.
0: I quite like this, actually. Do you have to give it away? Anyway, you can win this. What do you have to do, Chris, to win it?
1: I'm going to put up a tweet, just retweet it, and like the tweet. It's as simple as that. And we will pick somebody on the 21st of March to give it away to. We'll send it out to you, just like we're going to do with Mario Kart Live Home Circuit right now. I've got a few messages just before we wrap it up today. And I mean wrap up the Mario thing. Jemima on Twitter says, Hello, Naked Gaming Pod. At the minute, I'm addicted to a game called Paladins and a bit of Rocket League as well. I'm a blind gamer, though, so I'd really appreciate if they would make some tiny changes to make it more accessible. For example, I wish there was an option to make the reticle thicker in Paladins. That's like the thing Mm, that you aim with. She's also been playing the demo for Little Nightmares 2. You can subscribe and follow us on Insta and Twitter and Facebook. It's Mm. the Naked Scientist on Facebook. And just before we end, I was asked to be on another podcast, which was fun. What? They asked me to talk about my... um, Have you been cheating on me? Yeah, with Karen Bevan.
0: Dare you, Karen! (laughs) K
1: K Bevs. She's got a podcast called the Olfactory Podcast, where you basically talk about a smell that means something to you. And I did my first guitar. So I just thought I'd play you a little bit of that. uh,
0: What does your old guitar smell like?
1: Well, listen to this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the scent that Chris chose to bottle is the smell of his guitar. In particular, his very first guitar. If, like me,
4: you've never really smelt one, don't worry. It'll all make sense in a minute.
0: Here, have a whiff of this.
1: As you bring it out of the case and hold it in your hands for the first time... There's just something hugely overpowering that comes out of that case straight away. And it's a mixture of smells. I suppose it's a combination of woodiness from the guitar itself. The metal from the strings actually brings something to the party as well. But there's like a lacquer, varnishy kind of smell. It's a bit like an old book, actually. Uh, If you've ever opened up a a really old dusty book and there's that kind of musty kind of smell, glue smell from the binding, it feels like you're opening up a piece of history. Uh, Thank you to Karen. The Old Factory podcast is available. Now, this is the Naked Gaming podcast and we're signing out. Anything you want to say?
0: Um, The weather's getting better. The weather's getting better. Things are looking up. We've got Little Nightmares 2 to play.
1: No, I haven't played any of it yet because you're hogging it. No, I know, it. I know.
0: But we've got, we'll have more games to review as well over the next month. So make sure you listen and stay tuned.
1: Also, we might have a new podcast coming soon. So.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe something in the pipeline. Very exciting. We've got our photo shoots today.
1: We actually have. Can yeah. I be in it with you? No. Oh,
0: that's I'm going nice. to feature at the front, darling.
1: Okay, well, we'll see what happens. They
0: know who the talent is. <laughs>
1: minute who does the editing.
0: I'm off to go put some more makeup on. (laughs) More? Yeah. (laughs) See ya!